0: Attention, people who gig, entertainers, wedding professionals, anybody who deals with crowds or deals with people face-to-face. Hi, I'm Eric Hudzik. Are you in the same boat that I am? Nothing going on because it's just totally stopped. Well, that's where I am. That's where things are happening for me. Oh, by the way, did you get your stimulus check? Um, I didn't. Uh, CNBC says that we're going to get less money When we do get our stimulus check, isn't that nice? Just for following your passions, doing what you want to do, you get less money. Well, well, well. By the way, uh, if you have any of these issues, whether you're a gig person or just uh, this pandemic is impacting you, you better learn how to hold on to your money and get rid of money sucks. Yeah okay. So what do we do now, right? Well, I've got a guy. Everybody has a guy. Well, if you're from the Midwest, you got a guy, and I'm from the Midwest, and I got a guy. Uh, this guy is amazing. He is a teacher. He's more myth than man. Um, has an amazing life. He gigs like us. He uh, has a ten acre estate pays for practically nothing and I wanna to talk to him because that's what I wanna do. I want I wanna hold on to my money. So I gotta ask him how he learned to have a good lifestyle and not spend money.
1: Well that started a long, long time ago when I was a little little boy, uh, living with my parents and my grandparents and my grandparents went through the depression and they developed different habits that we probably wouldn't want to do today because it seemed like it would be not really living a good lifestyle. Uh, they would always buy a used car and they would save their pennies and and do things like that so they wouldn't have to spend a whole lot of money. They were very, very conscious of their money and, and how to spend it because for a long time they didn't have any money to spend and it was really rough for them. I remember my mother putting pennies away in different jars in a drawer and what she did, she would take like the rent money and divide that by 30, 30 days, and every day she would put so much money in one of the jars. And then at the end of 30 days, she had a little chunk of money to pay the rent. And she had other jars, and each jar had just the right amount because she put it in every day to pay the bill, the electric, the water, whatever it was. And uh, she had chunks of money. And that is one way to live in, in a good way because you, if you have a chunk of money, you can do things when the chance comes up to do them. And you never feel like you're you're, you're at a, at someone else's mercy because you have something to fall back on. And uh, I, I think that worked out real well for me. My mother told me I can have anything I wanted as long as I paid for it. And she really meant as long as I paid cash for it. I, I never bought anything on time, on credit. Although I should take that back, I bought my mo- first motor scooter uh, on credit. I borrowed from my grandfather. And I'd pay him $5 a week. And I remember one week I made $3 because I only make $0.75 cents an hour back then. And uh, I had to take money out of some of my savings to pay that, that bill. And luckily, I had money in the, my savings, what I call the chunk of money. And that chunk of money has really saved me in many, many ways. Instead of buying something on time, I would save up for it. And that saved uh, uh, the interest that I would pay for it. And it just worked out real well. So the one thing I can say that helps me with my lifestyle is develop a chunk of money one way or the other, put a little bit away every week, and when you need the money, it'll be there for you. It'll be peace of mind, and you won't have to worry as much. Yeah, it's uh, it's an attitude, it's a way of life. It's something. Uh, it's a difference between wants and needs. Uh, if you have uh, a two hundred dollar. Paycheck coming in, and you spend two hundred dollars that week, and you don't put anything away. When the time comes up, when you only get a hundred and fifty dollars paycheck, where you don't have any any ways to make up that extra fifty dollars for that week. I had a friend that would make. A, I'm just going to use round numbers here. He'd make a hundred dollars a week, and he he'd go out and he spend all hundred dollars for the first three weeks, and then the last week his bills would come in, and he'd have to borrow money to pay off his bills because he. He spent all the $300 from the past three weeks. And so he's always getting deeper and deeper in debt, and he didn't know why. And it's very obvious to me that he wasn't living a good lifestyle and he wasn't putting money away to develop that chunk of money. And it doesn't take very much. If you put a dollar a week away, at the end of the year you have $52. And uh, that doesn't seem like much, but if you're not making much, that'll work out for you so you can feel more comfortable in your life. And if you make uh, $1,000 a week and you put away 100 well, at the end of the time, you're going to have uh, the $5,000 uh, put away. So put a, put money away, get a chunk of money, no matter how much you're making, and you're going to feel much more secure.
0: Yeah, I, um, I follow that philosophy. You told me that years and years ago. And what I did is uh, I have now chunks of money uh, here, there, and everywhere, spread it out. Do you have a, uh example of, of like, how much you made and how much you would save? Like, what your percentage was? Because you're a thrifty guy, so I'm guessing you really, like, uh, saved. Did you save half? Did you save a quarter? I think they talk about, I don't know, you know, they have different percentages. And, of course, the bigger the percentage you can save, the better. But if, you can't always do that. But did you have a percentage percentage? Uh, can that you can think of in your head even at a time in your life like well I was a you know I was a, a teacher and I made this much and I said, or what was it all over the place or did you have a budget
1: uh I never had a budget I didn't believe in budgets when I got my paycheck I would pay all of my bills and of course there'd be some money left over then I have to decide on what my what my needs and my wants were Uh, Of course, my needs have been all taken care of because I paid all the bills for the water, electricity, and the rent, and all of that. Then I look at my wants. Do I want a new car? Am I going to take what's left over and put it down for a new car? Or am I going to be happy with the car that gets me around? For a while there, I was in antique cars and sports cars, and then I realized, boy, I I don't need one of these to get from here to there. In fact, with my antique car, my sports car, it it was a liability rather than an asset. And so I stopped putting money there, and before I knew it, I I had a lot of money put away, and I I could do whatever I wanted with it. And then a couple chances came up where I did buy an NC car for, let's say, $5,000, and I sold it for $7,000 after polishing up and cleaning it. So I I really never had a a system or anything like that. I would just pay all my bills, take what was left over, uh, make sure I didn't spend all of that, and just put that away someplace, and then and then we'll go from there.
0: I, you just touched on a thing back a little ways about needs and wants. So, I'm guessing I've got to separate my two categories for this lean time till I get my work back. Um, I guess we know the obvious ones. Are there some that are a little close to needs and wants category? So, of course you you need you need food. I mean, that's without. Without a doubt. So, the, actually, I think that's what I've been trying to do just do the food thing. Uh, I've, uh, I've been paying the bills. I, I, so, I don't know. Are, so, bill paying, is that a need or is that a want?
1: Well, uh, that would be a need. You have to pay your bills. Unless your bill is uh, uh, buying a very, very expensive home and because you wanted it. Now you're paying the bill, the mortgage on that house that you wanted, and that wasn't a need. Uh, you don't need uh, four bedrooms and four bathrooms if you only have you know one or two kids. You don't need a Mercedes or a, or a Cadillac or something like that to get you from here to work downtown, and then have to be careful where you park your car and get extra insurance or so have to buy a second car because you can't take that one downtown. So your your needs and wants uh, can be can be uh, muffled up together or, or blended together. You have to be careful. I I want this car because I need it. Well, you know, define need, define want. Uh, If you're a traveling salesman, yes, you need a a new car perhaps. It's not just a want. And so be careful of that. We we in our society now, I think today, think that we need this, we need that, and we really don't. We really want it uh, subconsciously, and so consciously we go out and we buy this or we buy that. I think people are spending over their heads, over their means, and they're getting in trouble. Uh, let's, I was just trying to think of an example today, uh, or, or what you were saying about the food. A lot of people go out and eat all the time. Uh, they want to go out and eat for whatever reason, where you can stay home and eat just as well and a lot cheaper. And that's the one of the first places that you have to cut down. There are Basically, not very many restaurants open right now, so people are eating at home. They have to because they have to save money. And so be careful on your needs and wants and and really look at them and look at where you're at and and what your securities and insecurities are and, and cut back on the places where you're a little bit insecure and get those down to needs and not wants
0: oh i love it so we've got your theories down which i love thank you so much for that but i want to talk to you specifically now think back on your life i'm going to give you an opportunity to answer first but i'm gonna tell you a story that you told me which i i love i I mean we're gonna go extreme thrift now um oh by the way when you're talking about the food and such uh i was with uh, some guys uh talking with them and they are all in quarantine like myself and uh Some of them are still working. Actually, let's see. I'm the only one not working. Yeah, but even so, they're under quarantine, right? So they're all cooking, and they're saying, hey, this is great. I'm having a great time. I didn't realize I was such a great cook, made stuff that I haven't made in years, and I'm in that boat, too. So. Definitely enjoying that. So um, so kind of my thrift story now would be, well, I made this great dish that I haven't had forever. I told you about it, the beans, and you're like, ew. And I said, I thought so too. But the way you make it, it's so good. So ultimate thrift story.
1: And my whole life has been a thrift story. And my whole life is taking a, a, a commodity and buying it and perhaps selling it for more than I, I paid for it. And that's what I also like to do in, in the thrift. Uh, let me try to think of a thrift story
0: well, i'm gonna interject here i'm gonna tell you the story okay. that you told me, and I thought this was great and to this day, I never look at a Walmart the same uh you use the walmart Walmarts as the ultimate camping ground and I thought how wonderful you know camping grounds are a reasonable price but but yet they're kind of on the expensive side as opposed to free and what you would do is bring your r v in the walmart camp- uh camping ground. <laughs> The Walmart store and kind of use it as the camping ground uh, because well I'm guessing you had security because you had the lights you had a bathroom which I mean I know you have the RV but you told me stories about you know you have to keep the water going you gotta um, uh, you know keep that up so to save you could just go into the Walmart go to the bathroom come out and uh, used to do that a lot
1: right yes you know it, it's strange or it's funny that you bring that up because we had the RV for a number of years. And I think we only paid for camping a, a couple times. Otherwise, we found free camping all over the United States. We hit every state in the United States, and we stayed at free campsites almost all the time. Uh, even if the uh, campsite, quote, quote, had to be a gas station parking lot, uh, that would be a free campsite. Because you're only sleeping. Why spend $15, 20 $30 a night? Because that adds up when you're on the road for 30 days. And so, yeah, you know, that that's one of the things... Uh, that I was talking about this. There's so many things out there that we did that was thrifty that I couldn't think of one because my whole life just runs that way.
0: You know, uh, also on that note, uh, you're very good at, I don't know how else to describe this, making things. Now, part of the quarantine is a lot of people are doing crafts. And I think that's cool. You got kids, do crafts and stuff. And some people are really into that. I'm not so much into that, but I love what you do. And that is everything you had that I can think of, vehicles, your home, your livelihood. You create things that are not there or things that you need. Um, For instance, uh, you had a trailer because you are a pilot. And by the way, that's another thrift that we got to share with people because they need to know that uh, people who fly, I mean... I was I worked at the airport at Midway, and um, you know the planes were very expensive. They would tell us, you know, they because we would tug them in and out of the uh, hangar. And They say that airplane's worth more than everything you're going to make this year, and you know, be very careful and look around and make sure you don't uh, damage them because the the expense is crazy. And uh, so I knew these aircraft; they look like tin cans, and you know, back whenever the cheapest little rinky dink piece of Aircraft was like $50,000, and then it went from there because they had the mechanics come out all the time because they have so many hours on it, and even your aircraft is a thrifty aircraft. We definitely have to get into that, but uh, I'm getting off subject, but basically, um, so you'd put them in a a, a a trailer, so the aircraft that you would use, you would put in a trailer, but then you would customize these trailers. Well, the aircraft, the way they made it, the ramp was a little hard to push the thing in so we made a you know you do a little step so there was no bump it would just roll up nicely and then you made a a middle bar in the trailer so that it would go in straight and then you when you (laughs) then in the trailer when it stopped you have it stopped just perfectly so when you transported it, it was in the perfect spot just amazing stuff you've done that all your life or did that start later on in life
1: Well, I think I've done that pretty much all my life with my first bicycle and my first motor scooter. I would change it or customize it, whichever way you want to say it. Uh, I'd make it better. I'd make it easier to drive, easier to start, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Now that we have this quarantine thing going, I've done quite a few projects around the house. I made a light in the bathroom. I have made a uh, counter for Bonnie, my wife, for her makeup. I was downstairs making a railing to go downstairs. Uh, I, I've made a number of things that are that are, that are are very expensive in the store. Oh, I put in a, a faucet in the bathroom myself. That's another thing. If you can get away with doing things yourself, you know, don't buy, uh, don't rent. I mean, don't hire an expert. Don't hire a plumber if you can do it. Uh, if you've got a problem that you can't do, make sure you do get a professional that can handle it for you. But, yeah, I've done a lot of that. Uh, I've painted my own uh, custom cars so that I don't have to spend a lot of money for someone else to paint it. And I've learned how to do that along the way. I wanted my first uh, draft unicycle to ride, so I taught myself how to weld so I could make the unicycle. Uh, there, there's just so many things. In my in uh, Now that you're talking about it, you're just boggling my mind.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I, I've i seen your work. Um, right now, all the craze is e-bikes. Now, e-bikes as a whole um, are more expensive than a regular bike. And, and then even regular bikes, you can go crazy with their price. But I've got this cheap uh, bike I don't use. And uh, I wanted to get an e-bike. But I'm like, what am I crazy? I got a bike right here. So they have these conversion kits. And I'm going to look into that and see if I can do that. Because uh, uh, I'm sure it's cheaper than owning a uh you know, e-bike. Um, so I'm going to give that a try. And like you said, I guess if if I, if I can't get a professional to do it, like, let's say I try it, I can always uh, get somebody to do it for me. And it'd still be cheaper than getting an uh, e-bike.
1: Uh- We have two bicycles uh, that we ride, and uh, I I bought them at garage sales. Uh, An old bicycle is not much different than a brand-new, very expensive bicycle. We're not racing. We're not in any kind of competition or anything. They make the bike as light as possible so you can ride it very easily. And, uh, that seems, or, you know, that seems for me, if I have a real light bike, I'm not exercising as much. So I want a little heavier bike. So I, when I make my mile run, it'd be like if I ran two, uh, uh, rode two miles. And so you make that, uh, make that distinction on that. I also bought a recumbent bike. Uh, Before I bought the recumbent bike, I made three or four recumbent bikes for myself, but I sold all of those, and with the money, I bought the one recumbent bike. And we use that a lot when we go biking. So,
0: Um, for I don't know what a recumbent, what's the word? Recumbent. What kind of bike is that?
1: That's the kind of bike that you're sitting in, and uh, your feet are out in front of you like they would be in a chair, and you're sitting in a chair. The bicycle is made around a, a, a chair, so to speak. It's a very uh, lightweight, easy chair to sit in, but you're not sitting on a saddle and hunched over with the handlebars. You're sitting upright, and it's a real easy bike to ride, and it's very, very comfortable. Oh, and um,
0: I've seen those. Sir. You're very low to the ground, correct?
1: Right, yes, right, yeah. I think I invented one of those back in the 70s, and uh, right after I invented it, the— uh, the, the little bikes came out with the 20-inch wheel, you know, and so we didn't get them manufactured, although it, it would have worked out very, very well. But that's just another thing that I invented. And like with the high unicycle, I wanted a high unicycle, so I invented one and uh, made, made it from there. I, I enjoy inventing things and uh, coming up with new ideas. And uh, I, I think you have to think outside the box. I mentioned that before, thinking outside the box. So I just
0: found out Fallon, Jimmy Fallon, has a guy, his guy is Lauren Michaels, he's been listening to him for years, and uh, he follows his advice to the T, I think. Of course, Lauren Michaels, he says, doesn't follow his own advice, but that's just the way it is. Uh, So I got to tell you, getting a chunk of money together is so important. I've done that, I've got little chunks here and there, and it's helping me right now. And what I will do with those chunks of money while this pandemic is in full swing and we can't work, I'm going to keep on uh, holding on to that stuff. I want to spend on needs only. I know needs and wants get, the lines get blurred. There's a few things that I would like to get, I want, but I'm going to hold off and just spend on needs right now. Uh, I love the fact that he says no budget needed. Budget is an ugly word to me. I never wanted to be on a budget. I never was on a budget and I don't want to start now. Uh, budget is in the same word description as diet, ugly word, budget diet. Speaking of diets, some people are eating at home. I would report this lady saving $1,200 a month by, uh, staying at home, eating at home, uh, not spending money because she's not going to work and stuff. So she's going to take that money and put it elsewhere. Well, that's what I would do. And that's what I am going to do. I'm going to save that money. Um, and once again, if you want something, make it or customize it. I want to thank my co-host, the Thrifty Oracle, the mystic from the Midwest, sharing his wisdom as he does so well. Also want to thank Terry Finnegan for music. This has been Money Sucks.